Yo, yo, this is Justin B. Bieber. Hey, it's Ariana Grande. Just the interviews. A Zach Sang Show exclusive podcast. Dan. How are you? Heather, Alessia, you know, you know. Come on in, Liz. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I said, how are you? How are you? Come on in. Come on in. Love sacks if you want to sit in the back. Dude, so awesome. I love it. Cool. What's how are you? Oh, my God. That's such a great friend. Thanks, Liv. She took my toothbrush for me. I love it. Thanks, Liv. Fat sacks. Yeah, love sacks, fat sacks, fat sacks. Alessia Cara, hi. Hi, how are hey, you? Girl. Wait, how do I turn the volume up? Is there a volume um, thing? Uh, there's one in the back. Oh, you Sorry, I'm so demanding today. I have all these demands. You are such a diva. It's ridiculous. <laughs> hey. Thank you. There we go. Perfect. Um, thank you so much for hosting the Worldwide Countdown for me. Oh my gosh. Okay, that was so fun. Thank <laughs> you for having me do that. Well, you were so good. Was I though? I don't yes. know if I was good, but I was so excited. I was in my basement just being like, hey guys, what's up? It's me. Like I was so in. <laughs> I felt you feeling it and I could see you doing it in your basement. You made a great frog joke that sticks with me. Oh my gosh, which one? What, what did it? I do? Oh, okay. It was like... Um, um, hold on. Uh, I don't give a frog. You're introducing oh, Dua yes. Lipa. I don't give an F. Ah, uh, I like, did say that, yes. Uh, that's good. You're like, Thank I don't you. give a frog? Pretty good. <laughs> I mean, so good. classic content. Classic. <laughs> you uh, you have some classic moments. I follow your Instagram Thanks. very heavily. I'm, uh, I like your jokes. I, I feel like people do understand your humor, but I think sometimes you second guess if people understand your humor. Okay. Th- thank you for saying that because I feel like people do second guess my humor. So I feel like I always have to explain my jokes. Your candle in the wind joke is really great. Thank you. I had to repost it. I, re- I posted it twice <laughs> in the same day because I was like, you guys didn't laugh at this enough. I'm going to post it again in case you didn't hear what I said. Did you miss this? <laughs> yeah, did you? Hey, guys. <laughs> did you miss this amazing joke? I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was great. Yeah. Can you reach Alex? I have no idea what you're oh, talking yes, about. Oh, yes, yes. See? See? People did miss it. I got. I should repost it again yeah. just in case. <laughs> Third um, time's a charm. Yeah, third time's a charm. Well, we were in, where were we? Somewhere in Germany, I think? Liz. Sweden. Hi, Liz. Liv, yeah, my best oh, friend. Liv, yes. Sorry. She's really excited to be here because we watch all of your interviews. So oh. we're, this is like very cool to be here. Thank you. Thank you for watching, Liv. Sorry I messed up your name. <laughs> it's okay. I mumble and I, I'm like, it's my friend Liv. Um, okay, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, so there was a candle in this window, right? Okay. It was like, we were just in Sweden and we're like, oh my God, a candle in the window. So then I just pulled out my phone and I started singing Elton John's Candle in the Wind, but I said, like a candle in the window. And I, I thought like it was it. hilarious. I like it. I like but you know, the funniest yes. part of that is the part two of that is the next <laughs> hotel that I stayed at in Germany had seen that video and they... I guess before they got my room ready, like whoever was doing it, um, put a candle in my window and then put a note being like, here's your candle in the window. And I thought it was hilarious. It was the perfect payoff to a really quality joke. It was. It It, was great. It made me so happy. And I watched that one video of you singing that like three or four times. Is it it weird that you post things and everybody can see it? And I know that's social media in general, but like, let's be honest, right? Like your social is a little bit more uh, popping than Peggy from down the street. (laughs) You know, they can catch on and be like, oh, I'm going to put a candle in her hotel room. Yeah, that was, I think moments like that, that's where you kind of remember or realize like oh okay everybody can see this and you don't know who is seeing it you know it's it's a weird thing i, I forget though i really forget that's why i post like the dumbest things <laughs> but, it just make me laugh but, but that's what makes you you and that's why people love you and, and 
thanks. We had a, a version of this conversation with Halsey the other day. It was one of the many. and Oh, which I saw. Uh, wh- I loved it. D- were you, you cool Yeah, I told you I watched all your interviews. I'm a stalker. <laughs> She's so I smart. That. I don't think that girl ever says, um... Or has to think about anything that she, she's just like she says it as if she knew exactly what she was going to say. Like the smartest. Like person. it's been waiting inside of. Yeah, her. she's just so eloquent. I I'm like totally the opposite. I never know how to explain myself, and then I see her and I'm like, you're just like explaining everything so perfectly and eloquently. I love it. Her level of genuine everything mm-hmm. and her level of honesty. Yeah. Is remarkable it really is but it's why people love her right so when she's being her and you're being you that's what that's what builds that relationship with the people on the other side in addition to the music obviously Mm. is it is it hard to be open is it hard to be honest consistently i mean are you consistently honest with everybody yes yes and i definitely am i think i would be doing not only myself a disservice but the people that listen to my music a disservice if i weren't being honest you know it can be kind of scary to put yourself out there like that when you have so many eyes and ears on you but i think it's just as important to do so because i don't know people connect in a better way when you when you are you know because if you talk about exactly how you're feeling there are bound to be like millions of people that feel the exact same way even if your feeling feels so out of the ordinary or like this is way too specific it's it's not because someone is out there like trying to find a voice of connection and then when they find yours they're like wow i'm not crazy you know i think trust my lonely does that so well because it's a song that can be applied to so many different situations and i've listened to it a lot now and i I listened to it before i read your little blurb that you posted on twitter Mm. and then i listened to a couple times after and it is it's the best way to describe it is like you people are letting go of different things right and having to move on from different things For you, it was internal, but my first listen to it, I was like, God, she's talking to somebody, right? She's talking to somebody that she had to walk away from and turn her back on and move on from because that was what was good for her. Mm. But it is kind of like that, but it wasn't an actual object. It was internal. It was internal. Yeah, it definitely was. I wanted to write about my insecurities as if they were like a person, you know, because it was easier for me to, if I made them tangible, then I could like say more to them as if they were like in front of me. So I like took all those little like dark clouds or things that I was feeling or voices of doubt within myself and just put them in front of me as if they were like a person and was like this is all the things I want to say to you um and I wrote it that way not only for me because it was easier to I guess I don't know make tangible or or to process but I think by doing it that way anybody could associate it to anything or anyone that they want to say that to whether it is it is like a relationship or a friendship or just someone that was just like talk to them yeah that, toxic that, yeah. and that's how i read it right like friendship relationship i was like just a piece of crap yeah shit. like a parent it could be anything anybody who's hurt you that you need to get away from yeah when you're manifesting and you're bringing to life and making tangible your insecurities is that hard to do um i don't i think it's actually harder if i were talking about them as if they were insecurities it's way easier for me to i don't know just make them a thing like I've done that a lot with my music in the past like just turning things that aren't visible or tangible into tangible things like scars to you are beautiful I turned beautiful into a possession um trust my lonely even like turning lonely into a a possession or something that's a thing as if I can see it in front of me that's just the way that I like to process things and the way that I like to write about them did it help you get rid of your insecurities 
Um, not rid. I don't think he could ever get rid of him, unfortunately. If there's a, the key to that, I would love to know if someone can help me out. Um, but it did help me. It did help me because that was one of the earlier songs I wrote for this album. Um, and I think we talked about it last time. I wrote this album by myself, which is amazing. And I mean, it feels like a huge accomplishment. But in the beginning, I had doubts about that, you know, whether it was like my own voices of doubt or just the voices outside of myself that were being like, I don't know if you could do it. Um, so trusting my lonely kind of came from me trusting myself to to write this thing on my own. And then in turn kind of just helped me get rid of that fear of it um, so I could just continue writing it um, without worrying so much. Every time you, you say you wrote the whole album on your own, I get goosebumps. <laughs> did, Thanks. Did you need to get this song finished so you <clears throat> could complete the album i think in a way maybe i'm sure i would have done it anyway but i definitely needed that um so i could have done it in a more natural confident way um i probably would have written the album myself regardless because i'm stubborn like that but i maybe wouldn't have been as confident or happy with what i had done if i didn't write that song so i'm glad that i did early on so i could get that out of the way where'd you write it were you in a bathtub no not this time i was in my room i was in my bedroom on my desk and i uh made something weird on my laptop like production um and then i just like sang it well so it's you produce this one too um well Pop and Oak kind of like revamped it. They turned the production into like this whole amazing thing. But there's like one sound in there that we kept. That little like dun 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 dun. That that was me. Wow, you got I'm one producer. sound. Yeah, one sound. Nice. So, you know what I mean? Good for you. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah, yeah. I got no sounds on any song. There you so, go. See, I feel very accomplished. <laughs> Gotta get your praise from someone else. Yeah. Is that is that someone else? You now? No, I think well. It's me kind of telling those feelings, like, go get your praise from from someone else. Meaning, like, I, I think you could associate it to, again, a person. Because um, I feel like when we latch on to things that sometimes are bad for us, we don't even realize that they're bad for us. True. Even Even feelings of insecurity, like, you know they're objectively bad, but when you're so comfortable sometimes in just being insecure and self-deprecating, you just kind of accept it instead of letting it go and trying to be confident. So for me, that was me telling those feelings, just like, go Go be entertained by someone else because I don't even want to deal with you right now. You know, <laughs> I just connected with that so heavily because it. it I went through. A, I had a weekend this past weekend where I was put it out of, out of my comfort zone or whatever, and I was very self deprecating the entire weekend. Mm. I, it, in my brain, I'm being honest, but in reality, being self deprecating, and that ended up manifesting in my life like physically, like the yeah. lack of confidence. Like you can, see, you were able to see it in my body. Mm. It was yeah. really weird, you know, but. I just connected with that. It was weird. Thanks. It's very weird. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's yeah. true though. It kind of it it it, it takes over. Like it takes yeah. over everything and you just get so caught up in it sometimes that you're just like, "Ah, whatever. This is me." You become used to it. Yeah, you become used to it and then, and then you, you perpetuate it. Exactly, and it becomes your comfort and then mm -hmm. you're just too afraid or even too comfortable to be like, "I need to change this about myself." You're just you start to turn it into like, "Well, oh well, this is how I am." I'm a self-deprecating human being. Yeah, but it's not. It's not who you are you know it's just something that takes over you you did a number on my health were yeah you, were you in a dark place prior to this album definitely yeah and even during during which kind of came out in the music too um yeah it was just a weird a weird place that just wasn't healthy for me like we were saying yeah. like physically it was just coming out in different ways like i lost so much weight i wasn't eating couldn't sleep just like a lot of stuff that was piling up um for god knows what reason i don't even know really where does it stem from i don't know i think i mean i i 
because this has kind of become my life or this lifestyle has become my life, it is the norm. But if you really think about it, and if once I separate myself from the norm, like the normalcy of what I do now, it's really abnormal to, to be doing this. And if I really think about it, my life has completely changed so quickly. And yes, I've adapted quickly, but that doesn't mean it hasn't happened quickly, you know, and it doesn't mean that my body can react the same way that maybe I think I'm reacting, if that makes sense. Totally. So that probably has a lot to do with it, is this total lifestyle change, this, this, you know, being in the public eye and kind of having all these opinions about you that may not necessarily be who you are and these expectations and this responsibility to, um, I guess, like always be honest and always be positive um, and I guess have to like be responsible for everybody around you because if you think about it like there's a lot of people there are a lot of people around me that I'm responsible for you pay their bills you yeah feed them. which is like a whole other thing it's just a level of pressure and then dealing with all of that and then personal things like relationships and all of that weird 20s stuff that happens in your 20s um, those things mixed together that I wasn't even really allowed to feel or not allowed to feel but you kind of have to feel everything on a clock when you're when you're doing this job because you, know? you don't have time you don't have time so those things catch up to you and I think it just kind of caught up all at once and kind of crashed for a bit <laughs> i i get it so uh, on the personal side have you figured out those early 20s mid 20s feelings have you explored it have i mean definitely I, i've tried to explore it more now and i've tried to iron out every little thing and try not to see everything as one big mess but rather like how do i deal with this specific thing and this and this and then when you separate them and you have the time to like I don't know, pick them apart. It's a little bit easier. Um, so I've started doing that. I've started ironing things out. But I mean, I, don't, I think it's an everlasting, ever-changing process, you know, unfortunately, <laughs> especially the 20s. Mm. Yeah. I feel you. Once you get yeah. to your 30s, it's way better. I'm really? in my 30s. So. You are? Yeah. Don't, don't look like you're in your 30s. Um, <laughs> you stop it. It's kept, <laughs> it's kept you young. You figured it out. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, man, that's what I heard. I heard the 30s are like a whole other thing, but. I, I don't want to get there. I'm, I don't want to get there either. I'm nervous. Guys, me too. It's pretty good. I heard it's better, though. It is. They say, like, 30 is, like, the new 20. Yeah, See? I haven't done what I want to do yet in my 20s. I still got I got time left. I haven't even... I haven't had a real relationship in... Ever. ever. Yeah. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like, a real, real relationship? Yeah, You've like, never been in one? something more than was, like, three weeks of, like, random hookups with the same person but yeah that was it I have never had like a real a legitimate relationship. relationship they do teach you a lot I, and I mean if they end it sucks it feels like it, you're dying honestly I know that sounds dramatic but it feels like a death because it is one in a way but I mean they teach you things but don't worry like it'll come when it's supposed to I know probably everybody and like their mother tells you that but it's true. It'll but, happen when it happens. Yeah, and it's true though. I'm don't open. stress. Like it's probably better that you're not have you don't have that extra stress on top of See, you right now. I was stressed for a while, and I'm a 25 year old virgin, you know. So I gotta get that out of the way eventually, and then <laughs> you don't have to get it out of the way. It's not something you have to get out of the way. Well, no, I'm at a point right, and I, I kind of came to this conclusion last year where I was like, uh, if it's gonna be, I'm gonna lose it eventually. I'm gonna make sure it's with somebody I want to lose exactly. it with. Exactly. You don't you hear those stories about people's like first times that were just always awkward awkward and uncomfortable and because they just weren't ready or they didn't want to like you know don't that's not something you have to get out of the way well before i'm 30 hopefully <laughs> well on it'll happen it'll happen that guy. that's 10 years shy of 40 year old virgin and no come on that. that's a great movie though that's a great movie it's a great see movie. And he got through it in the in the film right what happened at the end i don't remember yeah he has sex <laughs> see he, he does it, it. 
Cool. It's really quick at first, but the second time is better. Ah, <laughs> uh, I now like now it's, this is about me, and now it's crazy because I do want a relationship. <laughs> I want to find love. Yeah, I, everybody does. It's, it, I think as humans, we just want companionship. That's like such a big thing. As much as we're like, okay, happy on our own, but, it's this nice thing to have companionship. Two different types of companionship, right? Somebody in your position, you can. You, I don't want to be that guy, but you can pay friends, right? You can have people around you all the time, travel with you. That's cool companionship. Mm. But then there's like, uh, there's a level of somebody who just wants to be there and like wants to support you and you want to support them. Yeah. It's like a, uh, it's like a, it's mutual, right? It's like yeah. a genuine mutual thing. It's like, there's no money exchanging hands here. Exactly. Is it, has it been hard for you to find genuine companionship or is it easy? Um, well, are we talking like relationship B or just like in in general? Both. I think hmm, it is kind of hard. I think for someone in my position, just to to figure out or weed out like the genuine people versus the not so genuine people, because unfortunately, like the reality of this kind of life is, and I'm sure you guys know, it's like, you know, there are people that try to get into your life for the wrong reasons which is difficult and I'm someone who's so paranoid so and I never think that someone would like me like I'm so back to the self-deprecating thing I'm always gonna pick any other option other than the option of like oh maybe this person actually really likes me I can't ever see someone really liking me so that's hard but um I think I'm getting better at it honestly and I've been fortunate enough to have people in and out of my life um who have been really great great people um so I think I think I have an idea I have a good idea of who to how to how to weed that out? I think, or like good judgment, I guess. Do you feel like you you've turned your back on relationships that could have been something, but because you were paranoid, you decided to not not even do it, not even go that way? Um, hmm. I don't know. I don't think that opportunity like has been presented to me too much. Where I've I've had like people trying to court me and I'm like no I wish that was the case <laughs> I had so many people I could say no to no um, I don't think so I mean it's more so with like friendships or just in like life in general there have been so many times where people are like oh we should hang out or let's do this and I don't have very many friends so I would love to do that but my initial thought is always like no I can't like I just feel like I just wouldn't know how to do it they're gonna they're just trying to talk to me for whatever They're reason. They're going to talk about work. Yeah, and, and I, I, that has been hard with friendships, really, to be honest. I Not so it. much relationships, but with friendships, to trust anybody. Uh, Liv, right? Yeah. How long have you known her? We've known each other since we were 10. Okay. So nice. there you go. That's why she's, you know, because it's like... <laughs> she in. She's, yeah, she's she's in, because she's, she's been my friend since before I was anything, you know, and since we were like snotty-nosed children just like playing around in the park or whatever what an image so, yeah what, <laughs> what an image yeah. I just picture you with like giant glasses with tape around the middle of it boogers flying out yeah. <laughs> attached to your mouth well I hope by 10 years old we would know how to wipe our noses I think that was maybe a little bit before the 10 year old you I don't know seen... what you guys do in Canada <laughs> <laughs> well it's always cold your nose is always running that's true right uh, sure that's yeah. the excuse there you go no we, we have clean we were clean nosed children <laughs> There it is. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, yeah, she's been my best friend forever, so it's so nice to just experience this with her. I, have you found relationships in other artists? Because I, I feel like you get that question all the time, but sometimes there is there is an opportunity for a genuine friendship with somebody else who does understand mm. kind of what it is, it, yeah. what you're going through. It's Yeah, it's really nice to have that. I mean, 
again, I'm still like either whether I'm just like always working or just shy to, to expand. I don't I don't really have like a close close relationship with artists, but I mean I have had like really great conversations with and have been become friends with um people like Khalid who's like amazing. <sighs> Sean Mendes has been a really great guy and helped from the beginning, honestly. Um and yeah, just like I just love having conversations with artists about this kind of thing because I feel like they can also understand the fact that like there's someone else in their boat and I can understand that there's someone in my boat and it's just a nice thing to just talk about life sometimes and just a common ground. Zach Sang Show. Hey friends, sorry for the interruption, but if you're considering going back to school, you should ask yourself the following questions. Do you need the flexibility to take classes on your schedule? Two, do you have college credits that you need transferred? Three, do you want to earn a quality degree from a world-renowned university? If you answered yes to any of these questions, Arizona State University is the perfect school for you. Arizona State University offers over 150 highly ranked degree programs, 100% online. You're going to earn the same degree that you want on campus from wherever you are, totally on your schedule. That's awesome. Plus, ASU Online accepts most transfer credits, so it's easy. If you want more information, text Zach, Z-A-C-H, to 35517. That is Zach to 35517 so you can learn for yourself why the Wall Street Journal ranks ASU fifth in the nation for producing the best qualified graduates. And you ready for this? You also find out why 87% of ASU grads are recruited within 90 days of graduation. That's like really impressive. Like, uh, like uh, honestly, I kind of want to go back to school. Learn to grow, learn to succeed, and learn to thrive at Arizona State University. To learn more about ASU online degree programs, text Zach to 35517. That is Z-A-C-H to 35517. Okay, let's get back to this interview. Zach Sang Show. Growing Pains music video. Uh, was that like an adult factory that you were in? <laughs> yes, <laughs> that's exactly what it was, actually. Yeah, that's how I've been describing it, too. That's funny. Yeah. I, I was like, is it an alien thing because the light from above? But then I'm like, no. Once you hit the, the gurney, I was like, adult factory. Adult factory. <laughs> it reminds me of yes. X-Men. It reminds you of what? X-Men. When oh, they, uh, X-Men. Yeah, when they, yeah. like, uh, put uh, the uh, metal in, what's his name's bones, yeah, and he's yeah. in, like, this Wolverine. laboratory. Yeah, that's... Yeah. Antimanium, whatever the word is. Yeah, something like that. Something like that. Antimanium, I don't know that word. Right. Anyway, yeah. 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 Um, so it's, it's, yeah, I wanted it to feel like, so almost like an assembly line of adulthood, because that's what it feels like sometimes, and because we all go through it, I just wanted it to seem like I was just one of the kids, one of the others who just got, like, thrown into this weird factory of adulthood and just kind of thrust into this circumstance that um, I didn't want to be in because that's what growing up feels like. We just have no control over it. And it's like, boom, you're an adult now. Figure it out. So <laughs> that's what it felt like. How was it really being pushed around all day? Oh, my gosh. My neck neck the next day was not feeling okay. It was like I just got so much whiplash because that wasn't the first take. It was a one take video. So we had to do it over and over again because somebody would always mess up, like whether it was me or one of the dancers or the camera angle, like something would go wrong. So that was like the 30th take. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. So it was a lot of neck pushing back and forth. (laughs) One take video with um, growing pains and then Trust My Lonely all edits all day yeah all, all edits all day but it's so cool yeah you, you kill that suit 
Oh, thanks. <laughs> oh, do I really? Yes. Thank you. Love it. Thank you. I'm glad that you think that. Um, yeah, that was a really fun one. I just wanted to do something fun because all my videos are so heavy and like there's always like some underlying message. But this one, I just wanted to be like, <laughs> I'm just dancing in front of backgrounds and it was like fun. I don't know. It was a two day shoot and we just went to different locations and I danced really badly in front of all of them and then pieced <laughs> it together. It was so simple, but aesthetically beautiful and it was really you. It was, Thanks. It was, it was awesome. Thank you. It is this suit the thing? Is that going to be the through line through every song and video? Yeah, yeah. Because every song on this album is very different, whether it's like conceptually or even sonically. So um, I, I wanted like one thing that was a common thread throughout not only the videos, but just like, I don't know, throughout the whole album. And that's that's the suit. Because that represents to me like a caricature, almost hyperbolized version of adulthood. You know, when you think boring adult, you think of like businessman suit you know and if there's a character like that that's what they would be wearing to me so and it's just like the perfect oversized everything yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you said different concepts for each song also they have different sonic sounds but the overall story is growing up pretty much yeah it's it's called the pains of growing the album and it's to me i guess a microscopic view on different aspects of growth and different aspects of pain really um it's not like a all about pain because I think pain can come in different forms it can come in the form of nostalgia or letting go or, or different kinds of I don't know there are different kinds of pain and different ways that we grow um, and I think every song is kind of a version of that or an aspect of that um, that I wanted to explore because I think it's not only my experience but just the human experience so when you break this all down and you're coming up with themes for every record are you exploring within yourself or are you taking from experiences that other people have told you is a combination of both? Like, do you just like have a list of like, okay, when we grow up, we go through this, we feel this, <laughs> we feel this. Um, I think, it, I mean, you have to, you can be told as many things as you want, but you're never going to truly get it until you go through it yourself. So all these songs are things that I've gone through or the people in my life have gone through that I've just observed. Um, because that's really where you get the honest stuff. You know, people could tell you, this is what growing up feels like, but you really have no idea. And everyone's way of growing up is different. You know, sometimes people grow up quicker than others. Sometimes it, like, takes something for someone to figure out that they're growing up or, you know, it, it, it's different for everybody. That is the truth. But even though it's different, it's still the same, which is, it's kind of cool, right? Yeah, oddly, yeah, because it pulls out the same feelings or the same outcomes. You exactly. just, it takes different places or i mean it takes different things to to get there sometimes are you grown up yet um i think i'm more grown up than i was yesterday <laughs> but i am not as grown up as i will be tomorrow so yeah i don't know yeah. I, I, like are we ever really really was, grown up no i was gonna say that do we ever stop growing i don't think so i mean physically yeah well, I ha I stopped growing when I was 14 physically, let's be real. I'm still the same height. Um, but yeah, emotionally, mentally, we're yeah. always, it's ever-changing, ever-growing. Ever um, yeah. Cool. Cool. <laughs> I feel like that was like another like stoner moment in our interview. <laughs> yeah, like one of those like, whoa. What was the last one in the last conversation? You were like, uh, something about death. Sweet. <laughs> you're, no, you're like. <laughs> oh, what, did I, we what all, are we talking about? We all die. Something really dies. Uh, yeah, something we all like, die one day or something. We like all that. die one or day. we're all dying now or something like something that. Something like that. You heard it here from me first. We all die, guys. If you didn't know. In case you didn't know. <laughs> we'll roll that clip in. Yeah, yeah. We'll put it. Insert it right here. <laughs>
<laughs> what are you thinking over there, Dan? Can you explain Trust My Lonely like simply? When you guys were talking about it, it went way over my head. The words were too big. I was like, I don't know what's going on here. Oh, cool. Okay, <laughs> sick. So, sure. <laughs> I'm yeah. serious. I've been lost ever since. You guys were using lost? the biggest words. I'm like, God, I don't know what this the, means. I wasn't using big words. At it all. may have been Zach. I don't know. Somebody using big words. They were over my head. You I was like, the, I don't. I, like, I still don't really listening. think I know what the song's about. You heard oh the word gosh. manifest and thought it was a big word. I think that's what it was. Really? You don't know what manifest I mean, there's some big words thrown around. Okay, okay. Okay, let me explain this simply. Um, all right, so as people, right, as human <laughs> beings, we sometimes hold on to things or people that aren't good for us because we're afraid to let go of them or sometimes we're just comfortable with them. So let's say you're in a really bad relationship, right, and you know it's bad for you, but you just don't want to let go because you're afraid of being without that person. Um, for me, it was my own insecurities. I was getting so comfortable in that like weird, dark place that I just didn't even want to try to get out of it. So until this song happened where I realized that the first step to being happier sometimes is letting go of those things and trusting yourself on your own without those things. So trusting you're lonely just means trusting yourself without those things or without negativity or on your own um, and I think sometimes lonely can be like I don't know categorized as like such a negative thing you know when you think of the word lonely there's this huge negative connotation around it um, and I just wanted to first remind everyone like lonely isn't always a bad thing you know and sometimes you have to be in order to just find some happiness within yourself does that make sense I got it okay good I'm sorry so maybe I just talk really fast or I don't no, know how to explain no, that no 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 it's Dan is that it you really is isn't it Dan you. I promise you jeez what? I'm sure there's others like Dan who need an explanation as well oh yeah, yeah. and sometimes I think that I just assume people know what I mean and I'm just like, yeah, obviously you get what I'm saying. And then people are like, no, we don't. So well, when can you I, explain it? When I heard the song, I assumed like you were in a, like it was something about a breakup and you didn't yeah. like being alone. So I had no idea it was about insecurities. Where were you for the first time this <laughs> conversation? I was, say, yeah. I was just here, that but that, are you sure? <laughs> yeah, 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 I'm here. You promise? Of course. I don't think he was here. Yeah, he's physically He was somewhere here, else. Mentally, I don't know. <laughs> he I'm was here. somewhere. But I'm saying when I first listened to the song and then now I got yeah, it. Yeah, because I, I wrote it that way on purpose. <laughs> See? Well, yeah, I'm getting deja vu. It's freaking me out. <laughs> oh my gosh, this is not real. Um, well, anything Where, else? Where's my cardboard cutout? Why did so many people get cardboard cutouts but we didn't? You guys didn't get a cardboard cutout? No, no. we got a Megan Trainer one back there. We need to add you there. What the heck? I, I thought you guys got one. No. Well, so many radio stations are giving theirs away because they don't want them. So look at that. You never know what you have until it's gone. Huh? Amen. <laughs> Mega Trainer's been sitting in our studio for months. Look I at that butt. Right? I should have done one like that. Mine is not that cool. It's you in the big suit. It's just me in the big suit. I should have done that pose. Yeah. In the big suit. In the big suit, yeah. yeah. But it wouldn't have shown anything. That's I had true. to wear that to, yeah. to really it. get the... The curves would have been funny though. You got to wear the Spanx or spandex, whatever that. Yeah, is. the spandex. Well, yeah, it looks like. Nah. I don't even know what it looks like. It's like a shiny chrome material. She looks hot. She does. Um, the suit. Do you own that? Is that like in your wardrobe right now? It is. Yeah, I have three of them now. Because I kept getting one dirty, so I was like, "Okay, I need more. I can't just keep going around with Which the same one." Closet full of suits. Yeah, so now I have three of the same. <laughs> but they're grandpa suits. They are grandpa suits. You can get them anywhere. I mean, I get all the ties from like Value Village and stuff like that. All the ties that I wear. <laughs> are they chilling in Canada? They are now, or one of them's in my suitcase now. What did I need it for? Oh, I did a performance recently where I was wearing it. Oh, so cool. It, yeah. Wow. Where'd you get the suits made? Um, who are they? Who's like the brand? We got them from. Men's warehouse. Where it's, yeah, it's a men's. Co- which I forget what brand. Damn it! I should have. I should have known what brand it. They are. Um, it's just a suit. Is it Hugo Boss? Ooh. I think they're Hugo Boss, or maybe not. Eh, I don't know. 
I don't want to say Hugo Boss if it's not, but one of those like men, men's wear places. <laughs> do, we, do we have <laughs> the ones you always shop at? Do you yeah. have a date for the album yet? I don't have a date for it. And I wish I, like, you guys have heard the music so we could, like, talk more about it. I should have played you stuff before. Um, but it's it's going to be November. I don't have a date yet. And I know the last time I was on this show, particularly, I said September. And I said, you guys should be worried if it's not out in September. But I lied because I kept writing more songs. So, okay, that's what I want to figure out, right? Yeah. Because you've been sitting on this music for a minute now. Mm-hmm. What changes have you made to the album since the last time you were here? Um, I just wrote more. I remember last time I said it'll be 12 songs. Um, it's going to be 14 now, plus nice. an outro, which is like a lot. I keep adding more because like a lot of stuff has happened, you know? Yeah. And stuff keeps happening, and I keep thinking about stuff. And until I just cap it and put it out, I'm just going to keep writing. But I think, I think now I'm done. What? Are you writing while you're doing promo? Because you've been moving pretty consistently. Yeah, I have been. I've been like kind of moving nonstop. Um, yeah, I am. Because I mean, I just have no other choice. I I don't really have time to like book studio time and just like write there. So I write like during promo, like when I have some alone time. Are you inspired throughout the day and then you get to it later, or do you hold all in like, or do you just like set aside time to create? Um, I think it's. I think for me, I just kind of like get inspired like throughout the day and then I'm like, okay, I got to keep this in mind. And then the second I have uh, like a second to write something down or to take out my guitar, then I'll do that. It's usually when the day is done and I'm like in my hotel room. That's usually when I have like time to flesh out what I was thinking of throughout the day. You added two songs to it plus an outro. So that's three. Yeah. Why, why did these two songs need to get on the pains of growing? Hmm. Good question. Um, because, well, one of them, I don't want to give away titles, but one of them um, just felt really different from the rest of the songs. And it, I, it was another one that I made in my basement. And I have a lot of, like, really produced songs, which are great and I love, but I really wanted to fit more of the raw stuff in there. And this song just felt like that. And I don't know, I, I needed to, to get out those feelings anyway and once it came out i was happy with it and i was like okay this i think this is a good addition to to that and then the outro it just kind of ties everything together it's like a reprise is how you say it reprise reprise of growing pains yeah um that i also made in my basement um but it just felt like it tied everything together and then one of the other ones is just really fun and honestly i wasn't gonna put it on the album but um everyone around me was like you have to put this on the album so i was like okay Yeah. Have we stayed collaboration free? Yes, we have. Oh yes, love that. You still like it? I I remember you said that last time. Thanks. I I love when there's no collaborations. Thanks. It's just you, you, and you. That's good. Well, I'm glad. A lot of people would disagree. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be mad, but Mm -hmm. I don't care. We got enough. (laughs) We got enough collaborations for now. Right. Yeah, and I've done. I mean, I've done a bunch of collabs. Are you some of the biggest records under your belt have been collaborations? Yeah, exactly. Um, question. When we listen to this, should we be listening top to bottom to this album? Yes, please do. What? Yes. First record, do you know Do you know the order? I do know the order. Yeah, it's going to start with Growing Pains just because like, that's the intro. That's why I put it out first. Not for any reason other than like it just was the introduction to everything. It was the first song I wrote for the album too. So, um, And then it's going to end on the the reprise reprise thing however you say it and then in between yeah there's like there's like a story there it's not just like one consistent story because it kind of does jump between topics but i think it's the way that i put it together hopefully will bring on like the feelings or the trajectory of the feelings will will make sense if that yeah 
know. It makes sense. Has it been hard getting notes on this album from like the record label or management because it is 100% you? Yeah, that's been tough. Like I I feel everything. I'm way more sensitive to people's reactions because it's all me. Even though the last one was like obviously me too. But this one, it's just like, it's like your heart on a plate, right? And you're giving it to someone like, what do you think? And every (laughs) slight reaction that's like anything less than, whoa, is like, you hate it. And I'm so, (laughs) and I just like, I'm always second guessing. I'm always, you know, so sensitive and overly sensitive to everyone's movements and reactions and like just really paying attention to how they feel about it because it's scary. It's like you're releasing, you're like opening up your children to be judged. It's like you you entered your yeah. children into a glass box and they're just chilling on the street and they're like, judge me. Yeah, exactly. Like say something about me. Yeah. <laughs> good, it's, good, bad, ugly. Say something. Yeah. Or like, or like bringing or taking your kid to school for the first time and like sending them off on the bus and being like, anything could happen to you right now. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> that's so sad. But that's what it feels like. But it, also it's exciting too. What's been the hardest part about being in this album? Um, hmm. The hardest part is probably, um, good question. I would say just, I guess, figuring out what I wanted to say, I guess. Because I knew I had a bunch of feelings, but it was like picking which feelings were worth talking about, I guess, and how to talk about them, you know, because sometimes like everything's so jumbled that you just don't even know where to start. So figuring out like how to put a certain feeling that feels like a mess into a two, three, four minute song um, was kind of challenging, but fun because I love doing it. It sounds like this album was your therapist because Mm. like a therapist like analyzes your thoughts and helps you organize it all and figure out, figures out what's going on. Yeah. You know, because it is a jumbled mess up there. It is. But forcing yourself to write this album and to make it as personal as it is, that, that, that was your therapy. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, I write every song that I write like selfishly at first for me um, because I need to and then I put it out like for everyone else in hopes that you know it'll have the same effect that maybe it did on me Um, yeah I think therapy is is, uh, definitely comes from it it comes from music to me that's just how I iron things out and like figure out even what I'm feeling to begin with I had a really random emotional moment this morning when I was looking at your Twitter just catching up on you and really I saw this video of this girl at an open mic night. Oh, yeah, I saw that you liked that. I saw you like that. She was singing Scars to Your Beautiful. I I just, I sat here and I started bawling my eyes out. I don't know why. I mean, I know why, but like in the moment, I was like, what are you doing? This is, it was so beautiful. And a girl, and those lyrics are so impactful. And just hearing this little girl singing for the first time, sing those lyrics, and just like, I, I put myself in her shoes. And in that moment, I was like, I, I know how these lyrics have helped this girl. I know mm. what these lyrics have done, not just for her, but for so many people out there of all different ages. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it it is. really is crazy. Dude, thinking about it, I want to cry again. Like it's I know. In, it's insane <laughs> because people find comfort and peace and sometimes answers mm. in your music. It's powerful stuff. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, that video like really got to me. Even like I've been doing... Um, listening sessions for like fans and stuff i've been doing a couple of them and one of them in particular like i was playing the songs and these people had just heard the song like for the first time right then and there and by the second verse there were like these two little girls um in the front row and by the second verse of like every song or the second chorus they were singing every word and i just got so emotional because it's like how are you 
singing these words already and how, like how did you process them so quickly and how did they get to you so quickly they were that you're singing them oh my gosh my heart was just bursting i and i like i hate crying publicly but that was like such a moment for me because you know they, these girls are singing them so innocently like they have no ulterior motives they're just singing because they love it and they want to sing it and it really it really got to me is that validation for you like that that all the hard work and all the pain that you've kind of go, gone through personally and the pain of bringing that out and then making it into music it validates it all it makes it worth it right absolutely definitely i think that's why so many artists keep doing it cuz you see the impact that it has and and you see that it's not for no reason it's not for nothing um at least that's what helps me cuz sometimes you're just like oh is this even worth it or what am i even doing you know is this really doing anything and then it's not until those moments where like that little girl just singing my song at her first open <laughs> mic like that's when you realize wow you know this is i'm doing this for a reason and th- there is a huge reason to it and a huge impact to it that we don't even see all the time we don't realize so yeah it makes my heart very happy it's very cool. It's a really cool cultural change, and it's it's impe- it's it's awesome. Uh, it makes me happy too. Uh, last talk going to Dan. Didn't you get a ventriloquist doll? I did. Oh, I love. The how puppet. have we not talked about this? <laughs> I don't know. I should have brought him here. Yeah, where is he? <laughs> He's not here because I went home. So then I just left him there because I mean I have to carry him like physically throughout all the airports and stuff and on planes because he doesn't fit in my suitcase. Yeah, so You're just walking person. around with a doll. Yeah, so I just have him there. Like <laughs> he's he's very popular. It's not a doll, exactly. He's, what is he's it? a person. He's a person Thank named you. Sunny. And Sunny, sorry. You would be surprised at how many people have asked like to like play with him and to take pictures with him like he's taken selfies already with people he's so excited like he's like <laughs> just so happy to be alive because okay he's overwhelmed with all the he's attention. overwhelmed he, he says thank you guys so much he's humbled by <laughs> by your love for him um yeah he was at this like other radio station and i just saw him in the corner and i was like what's that you're like it's a puppet i was like can I hold it? And they were like, <laughs> and they were like, please, like, take him. We tried to auction him off for years for charity, and nobody wants him every time. Like, please. And I was like, absolutely. And I t- I've taken him in, and he's just he. You're a those mom. things. Yeah, my mom. Yeah, you are a mom. I yes, and my mom loves him also. Uh. Um, but yeah, it's such a weird thing. Like now I know why Sesame Street like it works like all these years or why it has worked because those puppets like they actually make you happy. Even if you're an adult, I know this sounds crazy and I sound psychotic right now, but they <laughs> they just something about them like they feel like they're real and they just bring joy to everybody. It's so cool. Like I, Jim Henson was on to something for sure. Y- yes, <laughs> I was a puppet person growing up. Me too. I've always wanted one. Always. I collected puppets and I had this massive collection and they were my only friends. And like I had elephants and horses and wizards and kids and family members and marionettes. And I was, yeah, I was really a weird kid. But I obsessed. I love, aren't they the best? They are the best. I know people like think they're weird, but they're pretty cool. No. All my fans hate, hate them. They're like, if I see that puppet one more time, I'm going to toe punch him across the street. And I was like, listen, listen. You guys don't get it, okay? Yeah, you guys don't understand. Like, you'll grow to love him the way that I did. Or find yourself a puppet, and then you'll rethink. Exactly, you'll rethink it all. Uh, Elmo is Elmo for a reason. And it doesn't even matter the, the the man, grown man or human controlling him. You just see Elmo. Exactly, exactly. Wait, do we have time to tell? Can I tell a Sesame Street story really quick? Yes. No? Sonny. Okay, one sec. Sorry. Yes. I'm going to tell this Sesame Street story. <laughs> and then please. I'll leave you guys alone, I promise. But I just have to tell the story. I was on Sesame Street um, a while back, like a year ago. And 
not only is it crazy because like all the people who act as the puppets would introduce themselves as the puppets like they wouldn't even look at me but the puppets would talk to me so cool which is crazy it's like such a whole thing and then this one like we were doing like this scene and then as soon as it cut like there were no cameras on nothing and there was Bert like the guy who played Bert who's not the guy he's Bert we can't even say that he's the other guy um he like Bert just sneezed but like the guy didn't sneeze Bert sneezed and it was off camera like this no one was filming huh. he was really Bert and like, he just made Bert sneeze <laughs> and I was like they they must like be so in it that they do these things like to, to stay in the character to make these characters actually alive like they are actually alive think it about is crazy the, think about the action though it's like that puppet is a limb it really does be it's an extension of that person yeah. who's controlling him it just that little thing was so microcosmic of what they really do like just seeing it just sneeze and seeing the guy not sneeze but making the puppet sneeze off camera when no one was watching is I was like did Bert just sneeze and why did he sneeze and why didn't his puppeteer sneeze and only he sneezed it was the craziest thing I don't know I just had to tell that story I tell it all the time because it's hilarious thanks for sharing it no problem you're like we didn't care <laughs> I no did. I liked it I liked it I loved it it was if great if you ever include a puppet in one of your music videos please invite me to set just so I can watch I will I'm sure you're a good puppeteer if you've oh. collected them all these I, I I was gonna offer, but I but now that you've asked, then uh, I could definitely control any puppet. That's pretty cool. Yeah, you uh, you Hit got you my up. number. All yeah, right. Is your connected. puppet going on tour? Is he gonna have a part in your live show? Um, I actually, I'm not kidding, was thinking about it. I'm definitely gonna <laughs> bring should. him on tour. Yeah. I have to bring him on tour, but I'm gonna find a way to incorporate him on like the stage thing. Somehow. Do a duet with him or something. Yeah, that'd, that'd be, be cool. cool. Or maybe he'll like announce me in the beginning. Liv, oh. do you feel replaced by a puppet? A little bit. <laughs> no. She's jealous. <laughs> he has a crush on Liv also. Aw. Yeah, he does. That's Aww. cute. <laughs> Last question. What do you think of music today? Like, overall, where do you think we're at in music as ter- in terms of, like, a sound? Um, well, let me think. Um, there is, I think, I think it's split for me. Um, there's one end of music that I really love and I think is so innovative and so cool. And I'm always, like, all for these, like, young artists just being themselves and doing like some really cool stuff on their own like so many new kids aren't even signed they're just putting out music and they're so talented like daniel caesar um billy eilish jesse reyes like these people are sick and amazing um but then there's like an uh, the other end of it that i really don't understand (laughs) um yeah pardon like what um like just i'm not even gonna say (laughs) just like music that i just don't that I just don't get, and just a lot of stuff that I just don't understand, like like people dressing like water bottles on SNL. <laughs> 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 it's just like I just don't get it. It's just not for me. Where do you want it to go? Where Where do you see it going? Hmm. Where do I see it going? I don't know. I think there's going to be a lot of amazing young artists that are going to come in and and maybe feel more inclined to to do things on their own because of the people that have come before them um and once that new wave starts like you can't stop that wave and there's it's just going to keep getting bigger so i'm hoping that that is that's where it goes um because that's just the stuff that i love but it's so subjective like i can't say that the other thing isn't good just because i don't like it i just don't understand it um but i'm just like super into to that kind of stuff just like young artists doing their own thing it's pretty cool that you're a part of the group that inspired the next wave yeah oh thanks I don't know if I am but I, I hope so um, I hope that if there's any like girl or boy out there that wants to to do this that they can see me as someone um, I don't know uh, who has like I don't know I believe I don't you know have one I'm of the highest say. honors in music so yeah 
Yeah, but that's yeah, that's pretty cool. But I don't know. I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just going off on a. I don't know. The pains of growing. Listen <laughs> yes. to it. I can't wait for it to come out. November is the estimated arrival time. Yes, November. I don't have a, a date. I really don't. Um, that's cool. But hopefully next time either it'll be out or I'll have a date for you. And trust no rumors. Only when trust it comes from no Alessia. Trust no rumors. Exactly. There was like an article that posted. It was like November 16th. I'm like, false. That is not true. Liars. Liars. All of them. Everyone. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Everyone's a liar. <laughs> so pessimistic. <laughs> Everyone's a liar. Alessia Cara. Thanks for being here. Thank you. You're Thanks. really one of my favorites. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. This podcast is part of the Zach Sang Show Hot Podcast.